0: Your health at midlife really is going to be the strongest indicator of your longevity and how you age. So even though we've been told our whole lives to think about food and everything in relation to weight, and it doesn't mean that you can just unlearn that, especially when your body's changing so drastically and you feel out of control, perhaps. And it's really, I think, start to an important turning point to start expanding health beyond weight and really thinking of this in terms of more holistic health.
1: Hey Midlifers, welcome to the Midlife Makeover Show. Are you ready to break free from your mundane midlife? Are you feeling trapped in a vicious cycle of rinse and repeat days? No matter if you're experiencing a divorce hangover, job burnout, or you just have the midlife blues, I got you. Hey, I'm Wendy, your hostess of the Midlife Mostess. I too was hit by midlife like a freight train. I too felt stuck in the same dull chapter. I wanted the clarity of how to create a new life beyond divorce and the courage to leave an unfulfilling career. But I kept telling myself that I wasn't worthy and it was just easier to stay in my comfort zone until I found a little secret, the freedom to live my life my way. In this podcast, you will learn how to achieve a vibrant midlife mind and body how to create solid relationships through love and loss, and how to create an awesome second half of life. Grab your grande latte, pop in your earbuds, and let's get this midlife party started. Everyone, welcome back to the Midlife Makeover Show. You are about to have so much fun with like the coolest nutritionist, integrative coach. I don't even know all your names, all your titles, but (laughs) <laughs> Today's guest is Ali Shapiro. Doesn't that, she sounds like, you sound so famous. Ali Shapiro. <laughs> it's Ali Shapiro. She is host of the top ranked podcast, Insatiable. Is that not like a cool name? She is a holistic nutritionist, integrated health coach, and rebel with a serious cause. You and I have so much in common. She's academically, practically, practically? Practically. And empathetically aware of how the medical system, diet culture, and body positivity movements all have their own flavor of crazy. Gosh, don't they, though? Oh, we're definitely going to have to break that down. Allie developed TRUCE, T-R-U-C-E, while in graduate school at the University of Pennsylvania where she drew from her 17 plus years of working with real life clients and her own personal healing journey from emotional eating and having cancer as a teenager. That is
0: awful.
1: Oh my gosh. I can't even fathom. We'll have to talk about that too. We have so much to talk about. Allie's work and clients' unique success has been featured in Well Plus Good Mind Body Green, Prevention, Women's Health and Forbes as well as industry leading podcast Being Boss, Tell Me Something True, Food Heaven and of course the Midlife Makeover Show. Don don don. Now I can add
0: that. I what? So. you better add
1: that to your bio girl. I am uh, welcome
0: to the show. Thank you so much for having me Randy. I mean, we've been cracking up here for I know. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And just like I was saying, me uh, trying to get a place to record this podcast episode, even that was an interesting situation. But we're here and we're going to teach uh, our listeners so many good things today. So um, how do where do we start? Where do we want to start? Yeah. How, I
0: mean, we can yeah. talk about the plot twist of midlife and how we oh. have to make changes differently. <laughs> in, yeah. In midlife,
1: I mean... I think you know what though. I was just um, I was interviewing someone yesterday. Um, she, uh, oh, she owns my um, shoot, MenoWell their menopause protein bars, mm. and you know, you think about it, between perimenopause and menopause and all the other changes that are going on, you know, at midlife, I think it's it's our a perfect opportunity for us to pay attention to our bodies.
0: Yeah, because your health at midlife really is going to be the strongest indicator of your longevity and how you age. So even though we've been told our whole lives to think about food and everything Mm. in relation to weight, and it doesn't mean that you can just unlearn that, especially when your body's changing so drastically and you feel out of control perhaps. And it's really, I think, start to an important turning point to start expanding health beyond weight and really thinking of this in terms of more holistic health, like, Oh my God, are my bones strong? Do I have muscle? Which we now are considering. They're considering muscle the long, the largest organ in our body, right? It's like, and we that Mm steps to atrophy in midlife exponentially. Doesn't mean we can't Mm. stop it. But Mm. I really think taking a look at health and really figuring out how to start prioritizing our health because it's easy Mm -hmm. to put that on the back burner and override all those needs for work, for kids, for caregiving responsibilities. Um, but it's also the hardest time to do that because of, yeah, your usually career is at its zenith. A lot of people are sandwiched in between parents and kids, caregiving uh-huh. responsibilities, yep. and then your hormones are different every day. And so traditional habit change, which is really based on you know perfect con- conditions and being able to control all your time and energy, um, really fail us at midlife. So it's a cluster. Of... <laughs> yes. No, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's a CF. I just said a
0: lot. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's you like, oh my cuts. God, I'm overwhelmed. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, you no, there's a very, on elegant show. very elegant solution. <laughs> yeah.
1: And you know what too, I feel like this just popped in my mind. I feel like all the diets, even since the eighties, right? So like if we're at midlife, we were probably raised in the eighties and the nineties, all of those Dang, fad diets, and they're still going on. It's the, it distracts you from just taking good care of your body in natural, holistic ways. And you it, do, you like, cool. you have to unlearn, right? You have to unlearn all that crap that has been taught to us and is still being taught to us. I mean, just on Instagram alone, you're like,
0: oh my God, stop it. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like it's gotten, you know, I found 20 years ago, I had found functional medicine and this was obviously a very different media environment, no social media. And that had helped me really reverse, um, like my IBS, my depression, I tried all kinds of medications, nothing was working. And like finding food as medicine was this, like such a different lens mm-hmm. than food as calories for me. Um, and then obvious and, but I find now that people are like, in theory, caring about their health, but they're still yeah. really hoping that it leads to weight loss, and so it's like even more matrixy because it's like, no, I'm doing this for my gut health. But I always say to my clients, like, look, and I'm not—we're going to tell people not to not want to lose weight because that's I'm never going to tell anyone what to do. But especially in midlife, you're done right. having people tell you what to do. Yeah. But it's yeah. like just a, re- a reality check is you could ask yourself, like, if I knew this wasn't going to make me lose weight, would I still do it? Right. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe not. And so we have to find those, you know, as they say in the biz, intrinsic reasons that we yeah. want to be healthy outside of weight loss. And it doesn't mean weight loss, again, doesn't have to be one one driver, but for sustainable change, you're gonna have to get a lot more what I call quick fixes yep. that 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 aren't related to weight so that you can because weight loss takes a lot longer in midlife. It just, it does for most people because of the Exactly. And
1: I have found that I lose weight when I'm not trying to lose weight.
0: Yeah. Well, and the research backs that up, that the harder yeah. you try and the more you think about it, the yep. worse you become. And that's why with my clients, I say, let's approach this by focusing on what I call safety signals of the body. Yeah. And weight loss can be a side effect of that. And there's mm-hmm. two types of safety signals. There's the physical safety signals. What does your body need so that you can think, so that you have clear energy, so you have stamina, so that your moods, as you're going through hormonal change, your moods are supported as much as possible mm-hmm. as you're losing all of this, you know, all of these um the serotonin, all this stuff. And then also what I find what I love, why I love working with midlife women is the emotional safety signals. So yeah. in my research work and, and Kate, which came out of my own, like once I found functional medicine, I would still go off track or, you know, eat the foods that would flare up my IBS when I was stressed. And I was like, why can't I keep yeah. this up? I have more discipline than anyone. I know. And <laughs> I realized through my research and now having worked with clients that we turn to food When we want emotional safety, when, because food is paired with that, um, Mm -hmm. from the time born, right. Being hungry is uncomfortable. And when we're babies, we're like, you know, and it's like (laughs) food is paired with belonging with that emotional safety. And This makes sense because you're, as a baby, you can't secure what you need. You have to belong. Someone has to care about you. To get all your needs met. I mean, I couldn't take care of myself until I like graduated college. So you know, it's, yeah. like, it's like okay, you. So food gets coupled with that, and then as so we have to. I just said a lot, but it's when we want that emotional comfort to be able to just. Yeah. That's why we turn to food, and so we have to also look at those safety signals of how do I evolve my sense of comfort. It doesn't mean you can't always use it. it turn to food for it. But what we're really looking for is that deeper sense of being like held and connected and supported. Yes. And so we have to work on that as well.
1: Yeah. I find that when I'm, um, when my thoughts are healthy, my emotions are healthy, that I'm healthy. Yeah. And I, I feel, I mean, it goes to show how much your thoughts and your emotions play a huge part in your, your physical health, in your, your weight, like everything. That's
0: pretty yeah. And your emotions and thoughts are all generated from these stories that actually live in our body. And these are stories of like, here's what's good to be, here's what's bad to be. And so what we've, most women have learned is that strategically restriction is good, not Mm -hmm. just restriction with food, but don't have any needs. Like a lot of my clients are worried about looking like a burden. They're worried mm-hmm. about looking too high maintenance. So it's like, I don't even know what I need because I just I'm just going to focus on everyone else. Yep. And that keeps me safe, emotionally safe. Right. Yeah. Um until you in midlife often run out of the capacity to Yeah. Again, burn the candle at both ends, which is what yep. a lot of people do. And and can we could we and to be fair, we could get away with it until really midlife when Oh yeah. And then it's like, (laughs) boom. Now what? Oh my
1: gosh. Did you read the book? Um, body keeps the score. I have,
0: yes, I read parts, but I haven't, I haven't like finished all of it, but I understand the concepts pretty well. Yeah,
1: That really shifted my thinking too, of how important it is for me to be very mindful of my thoughts and my emotions. and to and actually, I kind of think of like emotion as energy and motion because I mean, everything is energy, right? And I was the queen of holding on to whatever it like holding on to emotions and holding on like just resentment and. And I could, I would, you know, I was a chronic worrier, but until I really started to change that thinking, then I did start to feel better in my body. I had chronic pain. Um, I still do, but now like I'm able to, I'm more aware of it. And I'm like, okay, what am I hanging on to? I'm able to kind of get underneath that. Um, and I think I would think, I don't know, but a lot of that can be related to, you know emotional eating and things like that if right because it gets caught up in your mind and in your heart and then it's in
0: your body and then you're it and then it just becomes habitual well and i'd be curious like what um what did you what do you felt hard about not holding on so you mm-hmm. you holding on to things made sense for a reason so right. what felt exactly about, yes what yeah. felt hard about not holding on
1: what felt hard about not holding on? What felt hard about not holding on? Wait, rephrase that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So like, say if you, um, can you, can, can you give a specific example of when you used to like, hold all, like.
1: Yeah. So, okay. This- I'll tell you, I know, I can know exactly what it is. So um, as a child, I was abandoned. Um, and so I, always, that was always in the forefront of my mind, always terrified of getting abandoned. So that held like, I could feel it in my heart right now. And so what it came to, like, even a few years ago, it finally hit me. I was like, wait a minute. I'm always scared of being abandoned, but really I'm abandoning myself. And you- once, yeah, once that hit, I was like, bing, 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 bing. It was like, I felt like my whole body was just like, oh, thank God, like she gets it finally. And I I could let go and not hold on to that fear anymore. So that this changed
0: a-, a lot for me. Mm-hmm. This is such a great example. This isn't like exactly what I do with clients. So you had a story yeah.
1: around
0: yep. how to not be abandoned and what yep. causes abandonment, right? And this yeah. is part of my problem with a lot of coaching and people saying it's all in your head. It's like, no, you had a real experience. Like you did not come up with yeah. this. Wendy did not like yes. just write this story. Like this is a visceral experience that lives in our body. The body keeps yes. the score. And mm-hmm. so you learn that certain thoughts, emotions, and behaviors were safe and unsafe because yes. developmentally, when we're growing up we, we in our culture, we just think very binary, black and white, all or nothing, either, you know, right. it's like, okay, here's what's good. Here's what's bad. And that's part of a developmental stage. So you can't kind of really skip over that in in the way that our culture is. And so what ends up happening is you can never rest, right? You can never really Mm -hmm. take care of yourself. And so all of us have early memories of being taken care of with food. Like, do you have, what are some Mm -hmm. of your like, can you think of a like a a, a food memory Mm -hmm. that was associated with, I'm being taken care of?
1: Oh yeah. Chicken fried steak, mashed potatoes, and green beans.
0: Yes. Yeah. I love love that right there. Yeah. Oh my God. I have a lot of Canadian Uh, clients. That sounds like poutine in a way, right? Like borderline (laughs) poutine, not like adjacent Canadian adjacent. (laughs) So it's like, and again, we say comfort foods, like they're bad things, but when they're, when they're paired with the connection of like, yes, someone's taking care of you. And Mm -hmm. so we we go through our lives with these stories that make us feel unsafe. And then we're trying to feel safe in the world, which is a primal need. Mm -hmm. And so when you finally realized, and this is what I show my clients, like we have these stories and we have these risks for you, it was abandonment. But what ends up happening is they come true because we abandon ourselves. We don't belong to ourselves first. And part of adult belonging or what we call psychological safety is like, having your own back, learning yeah. how to have your, like, really identify your needs, and mm-hmm. and that will look different in different situations. So for you, like, not abandoning yourself, right, that's going to look different every day. But now that right. you're I, clear of the core story and the clear problem, it's like, even yeah. just knowing, like, Yeah. And it it takes a lot of digging, right?
1: It's not something that you discover right away. I mean, I've been doing tons of therapy my whole life and like, it took me forever to finally get to that realization. I was like, dang it. Wait a minute. I'm abandoning me. That was like, that was the golden ticket for me. Yeah.
0: Well, and that's what we do in truce. Like I have people say they get further in truce in like two months than 20 years of therapy. I mean, everyone's different, you know, and again, different. But it's because we're actually looking for, like, we're looking and, for why you feel so unsafe.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then, and then, you, then you can kind of connect the dots and go, oh, so that's why I do that. That's yes. why I say that, or I think that, and then I feel that, and then I just habitually do that, and then it leads to this. It's like, oh, it's like, finally,
0: yeah. And I love that you brought that up because... I always ask clients when they're frustrated with their eating. I'm like, why does this make sense? Why does this make sense? Because what you're describing is repairing the self-trust. Like, oh, I right. used to beat myself up for all of this. But yes. now, given the and I, I say unconscious programming, not because it's necessarily deep and dark. I mean, so, but it's just because our we're always taking psychological shortcuts, right? We call it unconscious bias because. You can't like learn every morning what a toothbrush is. You can't learn every morning why you have to shower. Like your body is just always taking, you know, these, these shortcuts. And so we learn from like our early years, like, okay, what's good, what's bad to be. Um, Mm -hmm. And so by unearthing those, it's all of a sudden like, oh, this was an attempt at wholeness. This was the healthiest. I knew with the level of awareness I I, I had, but it repairs self-trust. And that is so important for us to get out of shame is to be Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I wasn't doing this because I'm broken or crazy. Or it's like, given what I went through, Oh my God. Yeah. Amazing. I made
1: it this far. Right. Like,
0: I mean, yeah, I
1: know. Yeah. You really discover like your limiting beliefs and gosh, like when you, when you uncover it, it's not even no matter like what you're, uh, what you're struggling with out there. It can open up. Like, once you get that golden ticket, then it can open up your whole life, not just for your physical health, but your mental health, for your relationships, for your career, for your finances, right? I mean, it sounds crazy, but it's true. It's like this whole domino effect that just goes, it's like, oh, you can breathe.
0: I love that you brought that up too. This is so fun. because. I always tell my clients, like, (laughs) because sometimes they'll be like, I stress eat even on days that aren't necessarily stressful or what. And I'm like, what we're looking at is like climate versus the weather. So climate is like how you relate to yourself. Right. And so how you were relating to yourself, whether it was a consciously stressful day or whatnot, was to self-abandon, to not check in with your needs. And so it's like, it's so hard to see because it's the water we're swimming in, and that, and so once you were like, "Oh, I gotta have my own back," that shifts every that that ripples into every area of your life because it's not a specific food behavior. I'm like, who has right. time to exactly, it's yeah, each food behavior, and and people don't need more rules and restrictions. They need to start relating to themselves in this other way versus like the weather is like, oh, certain stress and it's this issue. It's like, no, 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 it's so yeah. much deeper. And we can just be more efficient and elegant in addressing this than thinking it's like
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's uncovering the why to all of it. I mean, I mean, think about it like a brownie is just a brownie. It's not doing it any harm. You know what I mean? Like, but it's the reason why you're reaching for it and maybe not even knowing, not even being mindful about it. You're just like, yeah, yeah, I have, I was just thinking this just popped in my, my mind. so I'll give you an example. And this is I'm going with a theory here. Um, so my ex-husband died at the age of 26. Okay. I never I didn't have time to grieve. I was a single mom. And um then my brother died at the age of 49. And I can remember someone had told me, you know, don't be surprised if that grieving that you that loss that you didn't, you know, you for your ex-husband, you didn't get to grieve for him, it's gonna bubble to the surface. When your brother passes, sure enough. So it was like a double whammy, right? The point in me saying this is that I almost feel like when we go through perimenopause and menopause and we go through all the stresses of midlife, all those things that were way underneath that we buried and buried and buried, and whether we even knew we were burying it, that shit comes to the surface. And it's like slapping you in the face at midlife going, like your body's saying, please pay attention to me. Please grieve. Please uncover this thing so that we can move on.
0: Does that make sense? Oh, my God. It, that's, I mean, that's that was my fairy. experience. <laughs> he went through menopause and, and I'm still sorting some of, it, some of it out. But yeah, no, I agree yeah. with you 100%. Yeah. And I I often wonder if, are we like always going, going, going? And then, yep. mid- midlife forces us to slow down. Exactly. And that's when all of this stuff is right. Yeah, no, but, and yeah. that, yeah, I totally think. And and I don't want to diminish like at what people are going through, or even that. And like, I'm not someone who's like wraps everything up in a happy bow. Yep. And everything happens. However, it can be such a powerful thing to sift through if you do it. And I mean, you're a testament to this, right? And yeah, it's so worth it. It's so freaking worth it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you get to reclaim those parts of yourself that you had Mm -hmm. to abandon to, because to to survive as a woman, to survive in your life, you know, whatever it is. And so now, midlife is this powerful time to be like, did I? Do I still want to leave that behind, or do I want to integrate that into myself? Do I want to bring that back? You know, like, do I want to? play more? Do I, I found that I, I was, um, I was a pretty athletic kid, but I went to a high school that was like super competitive. So if you weren't like instantly good, like you did not make it very yeah. far. And it's like, I had like rediscovered this inner athlete at my gym of myself, That I'm just like, look, I'm not going to like play varsity, you know, like <laughs> box like squats or anything, but like, I just like challenging myself physically. And like the only outlet for that for so many years was like diet culture, right. It was like, how much, how many calories can you burn? And I'm, yeah. I've phased out of that, of diet culture, but it's like, I just want to push myself physically in this way, just for fun. You know, it's like, exactly. You discover new things about yourself. Yeah. Or remember you know, old things that you had to like, just let go of for whatever reason.
1: Yeah. I, I feel like it's getting back to your true self. And it reminds me of um, you know when they asked Michelangelo how did he carve the statue of David, and he's like, "Oh, easy! I just chiseled away at everything that was not him." And so, really, that's all that it say. All that it is, yes, it is hard work. Yes, it's worth it. But you're chiseling away at the shit that is not you, whether it was put there consciously, unconsciously. You know, like whether you were pushing it further down or you had no idea, like whatever. It's just chiseling that shit away. And it's just like, oh my gosh. I mean, I talk about like freedom, freedom at midlife. Like, well, that means something different for everyone, right? But to me, it's like the freedom to just be you and not be like held back from all that stuff anymore. Like, yeah. Oh, and it's Let it go.
0: And it almost feels like nature's cheering you on as you drop estrogen, yeah. which makes you care yeah. so much. Nature's just kind of like... <laughs> Sticking you out of the nest. Come on,
1: raise some hell. Oh my gosh. This is such, this is a very deep conversation. Yeah. It's how um, I roll. So I was looking <laughs> on your website and then under the methodology tab, um, you've got number one, discover and deconstruct. Number two is release and rebuild. And number three is eat and rebalance. So we can can we tap into each one of those. Number yeah. one, discover and deconstruct. What's that so about? if
0: we, so if we use your example, so yeah, I always look at, you said the why, and in my work, I, I call it the why not, like why uh-huh. is change so hard? Why does it yeah. make sense that it's hard? And so for you, your story was, I, I have to self-abate. I have to like, there's certain, the core of it is I will be abandoned if I'm X, Y, and Z. Right. Mm-hmm. And so right. you developed right. all these protective strategies that in your mind you call good. Right. And then, yep. Here's what's meant to be. Um, I going through menopause early for my cancer treatments and being postpartum mm-hmm. at the same time at the age of 42, I was having trouble. I don't overeat or use food anymore. My last advice was overworking. And so mm-hmm. I was like and I was in a pandemic. We didn't have enough. We Couldn't find childcare. I was not sleeping. My son didn't sleep well, and I kept trying to work at the same pace, which is like logically, okay, yeah. I know you can't do that, but emotionally. So I did this process on myself, and I had this story that I needed to be exceptional. And yeah. part of how I remain exceptional is I work and really hard. And yeah. so it was like, oh, I have to deconstruct. Like, and so that was like my story that I had to do so that I could really start to work in a way that supported my menopause, like my menopause, my menopausal body, my postpartum body, the fact that I now have a child, you know, this whole new life. But it was this like, oh my God, the only, that story I had uncovered to figure out that's what's driving so much of my behavior, um, in different behaviors. So that's the first part is like discover and deconstruct. And that's what we do in Truce with Food. And then that's also what we do in my Truce coaching certification is teach people how to like, all right, let's just get cut to the chase. (gasps) Why am I not doing what I know what I'm doing, what what I want to be doing. And so that's that discover and deconstruct. And the deconstruction part is before you can rebuild again, this is, why does this make sense? It's like, how did this story come to be? Like, and and mm-hmm. what people start to realize is, and you mentioned body keeps the score and trauma is a huge word right yes. now, but it's actually what we discover as normal is actually yep. oh, yep. like, crazy. That's the stuff that's like, oh my God, like I just absorbed this in my family, you know? And it's like, yep. oh, working hard. My parents were city school teachers. We were lower middle class in America. You're told if you work hard enough. You know, it's like, oh my God, this mm-hmm. stuff I took is gospel. And it doesn't yep. mean that I'm never going to work hard again, but I had no flexibility around it. It was just like, work harder, or die, work harder, or, or you're going to be homeless. Work, you know, it was just like that all yep. or nothing. So we have to deconstruct, like, because you can't just like unlearn your story overnight. So you have to figure out how did this come to be? Yeah. So you have more yeah, distance from it. Yeah, It's dropping. the from- hmm well, I was going to say, cause you mentioned like, as soon as you saw that, you realized that story, you're like, oh. yep. like your whole body relaxed and in, in developmental psychology, we call that subject object move, which just means, oh, now Wendy can see that story. Yep. So now she has yep. different choices. Doesn't mean she's going to just run with the new story, but she has different choices now because she can see it. She has distance from it. And that is hugely relieving.
1: And the realization that you can create a new story, well, new yes. thoughts. Yeah. New behaviors, new, like it's really, it's so empowering. Like once you free yourself, once you deconstruct all that and you chisel that shit away, it's like, ah, like there's the angel in the marble. Like yes. I can create whoever <laughs> I want to be. Like, I don't have to buy into that crap. It's yeah, so like,
0: empowering. Yes. It is. And it's, it's like, oh my God, all these new choices opening up. And, and that's the part of the new story. So when we rebuild with the new story is it's, I'm not into magical thinking. It's not just like, oh, this can change overnight. But what I help clients do is take manageable risks. Okay. You know, can your, can your needs met, like in your place, in your case, can I Mm -hmm. tune in and belong to myself first and Mm -hmm. still get my needs met and still be safe? And still have people who care about me, still be yeah. connected, still have the life I want to live. And you start realizing you can have both, you know? And so right. like in my exceptional story, it was like, okay, do I just want to work hard to work hard? No. What am I even measuring? Hours? Yes. Like, exactly. well, what is it? <laughs> like, like, okay. But like, I'm also 15 years into my career. So maybe yeah. I can look at like, what's actually moving the needle in my business. Oh, podcasting yeah. and teaching. Why am I worried about being on social media? That, you know, it doesn't mean I, you know, but it just starts, you start asking better questions, I think, and like measuring everything. Yep. things. So and it's you like, end if up I like wanted...
1: coaching, you coach yourself, you end up oh, cheering I for yourself, like, right? Yeah. It's like, you, <laughs> yeah. like once you uncover it, then it's like, oh, you can, you can actually listen to yourself, how you're talking to yourself and you can change that in an instant. And it's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, the, the human body, the human mind, I feel like we kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? We um, take it for granted. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And it, it's an it's absolutely amazing. And I feel like the more that you tune back into
0: yourself, oh my
1: gosh, you can create whatever you want.
0: Totally. Did you know they used to think the adult brain like didn't change? Like they oh, used gosh, to think like... Oh, I
1: know. Isn't that... It's only like maybe 35 years ago, they, they, yeah, they discovered neuroplasticity. I'm like, really? And we were going to the moon and we did just now figure that out. Like, I know. have we evolved at all? Like, I know it's fascinating and it and it does yeah. work. I mean, yes. so for people out there listening that, you know, if you don't know much about neuroscience and neuroplasticity, right. But each thought is basically like, if you think of how do you like a, in your brain, you think of it like a neural, it's a neural pathway. And the more yeah, that almost you like a, that thought, it becomes stronger and stronger and stronger, like a thread becoming thicker and thicker and thicker. Yeah. But
0: or like a trail, you go down getting further and further, like in a forest, you're like, yeah, you know, exactly. It's more and more um, created. Like a, like, mm-hmm. And then you can change
1: that thought. If it's a thought that you don't agree with, that I will be abandoned again someday, I'm not loved. nobody cares about me. i'm not ne- I'm not good enough. blah, blah, blah. Once you have that thought, you flip that thought from the negative to the positive, a more loving thought. And eventually that old limiting belief, that old neural pathway, that old trail in the woods <laughs> gets covered up. It just breaks apart. and then the new thought, the new belief, gets stronger and stronger. And you yeah, become I a new person in the process.
0: Yeah. I do think though, for the neuroplasticity, and, and again, also for mm-hmm. like to actually feel it, we have to have like real world experience that, that proves to us yes. like, again, that like, oh my God, this, th- it's not just me thinking this, like this is true. I have proof. Yes. And so that's where like in the rebuild and reconstruct phase of truth with food and truth, it's like giving people experiments and like, pushing them just gently because we we don't yep. want to go too fast, but learning how to perceive things differently. Right. Because yes. like, if we think of like, no one loves me, it's like, we're going to be scanning for the data to prove that, right. That yes. like uh-huh. really have some text or, or this or that, or yeah. see, I was rejected. And it's like, wait, you know, intrusive food, we're like, that was a data point, not an end point. Like, what did you learn about the situation? And so it's like, it's like making sure that you can experiment in a way so that you actually do get yes. your needs met. You feel like you belong, and yeah. you experience the values and connections that you want.
1: And it's a process, but yes, it's uh, it's pretty fascinating just to watch it happen within yourself.
0: Oh, it's it's, yeah. it's, it's One of my clients, Truce with Food, is abbreviated TWF. But she's like, this is really WTF. Like, like, cause you're getting out of here. <laughs> she's like, I can't believe like this whole world opens up because uh, our stories uh, keep uh, us so de- deprived and restricted. Um, and So it's uh, like, oh my God, like all my blind spots or like blind spots start to be dissolved. Yeah. Not, it's not like-
1: yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so fun. let's see. The second one is release and rebuild. That's kind of a little bit of what yeah, we are talking we talk about. about. Yeah, that's what we talked about. I am thinking, right? Releasing yeah, that old and rebuilding old. the new.
0: Yeah, the limiting beliefs that it's like, oh, my God. And these, they, they're just so much expans- expansion and freedom. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I kind of feel like sometimes you have to deconstruct in order to reconstruct. You have to, like, you oh, know, yeah. if you see those gigantic skyscrapers, they just, you know... Take a ball and tear it yeah, down. Yeah, you know. I mean, I kind of felt like that's how I was when I was going through everything in my life. I was like, you know, let's just tear this shit down, and let's be really intentional about what we're rebuilding and how we want to be and who you want to be. And it's really like it's about taking control of your life, of yourself.
0: Totally. And I feel like control gets such a bad rap. Like people like we yeah. can't control life, and I'm like, oh, really? because yeah, I, know. I, I mean, and again, there's a lot we can't control, but like, let's yeah. not throw the baby out in the bathwater. I'm like, I, I'm like, I have a really good track record of showing. I, can, I, told, I was told I was infertile, you know, and then I got pregnant out like naturally. I mean, there's been, I was told like, you know, these antidepressants, this is the best you can do for your depression. And like, I figured all that out. Um, and so I just, again, I'm not saying you can control everything. I I want everyone to believe that, but I do think a lot more power and choice. Like we can, we have a lot more choice than, than we think. So, so yeah. And then the last, the last piece of that is, is, uh, Mm. is the food piece because
1: yeah, they eat uh, and rebalance.
0: Yeah. So especially in midlife, our nutritional needs change. Um, You know, what used to work before does not work anymore. And however, Mm. Adults don't like their autonomy being taken away. So Mm -hmm. as much as we go to people for plans, um, we often are still trying to be good and get the approval of our trainer or our nutritionist. And I'm like, I'm not going to be that person to you, but I'm going to give you some experiments to figure out. And this is what we were talking about, nervous system balance, to figure out how you eat at one meal sets you up for the next two to three hours. So mm-hmm. I'm going to give you two different breakfast experiments, and this is going to help you start to figure out what works best for you so that you can repair the trust that your body is giving you the feedback that you need yep. because you can, mm-hmm. you're taking your body everywhere in different contexts and different situations. And so then it's learning how your blood sugar works and your gut health works through a series of experiments to figure out, Oh, food is the simple piece that's the easy piece. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah. You know, what's uh, interesting. I was thinking about this the other day that, um, I feel like as a society, we've become a little too, too dependent, like on our practitioners and our therapists and our coaches and the gym, you know, the, the trainers, the everything, instead of like looking, and I was guilty of this, I did it like so much, even to the point where like I was just getting tons of certifications and feeling like I was never quite ready. And I'm like, you know what? I've got everything that I need. Like, and so I feel like all of us, like we need to like listen to ourselves. Like, yes, it's good, right? Of course, to be guided by others. And But eventually we all have to like leave the nest of being, you know what I mean? Like being too dependent upon practitioners and everybody else out there,
0: like listen to yourself. Like let yourself guide yourself.
1: Let yourself guide yourself. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You
0: know what I mean? Well, exactly. And a lot of my clients are like, my goal is I want to want to be healthy. Like I don't want you telling me to be and I'm like, no, I that's what I want for you too. And it's like adults, my back, my master's degree is in like adult learning, adult change. Adults have to come to even very obvious conclusions by themselves. Right. And it's like, Wendy, if like someone asks you for advice, how often do they take it? Like, you know, it's like, well, you just need to leave that person or you just need to drink eight glasses of water. It's like, I know that. Why am I not doing that? So that's why I don't give people, I mean, I know a lot about nutrition and all that stuff, but I guide people to be like, oh. You know, this is what works, and I I do look at macros because I find that provides people like flexible structure. But it's yep. like, does vegetarian work best for you? Does Mediterranean or does paleo? Mm-hmm. You know, and again, those yeah. are marketing terms. They're marketing terms, but they are different sets of macros. And it's like you don't have to hold to this like hard and fast. But if you're traveling or you're you didn't sleep the yes. night before, like this mm-hmm. is this is what's going to help you learn how to balance for that day. And it gives you enough structure that you're going to be healthy. You're going to be satiated. You're not going to have cravings and you're contributing to your longevity. Um, But it's not so rigid that you're like, oh my God, this is like, there's no way to do this. So it's teaching people flexible structure and repairing their self-trust because then it's like. And people are like, I don't want any more rules and you really don't give me any. And I'm like, because I don't want you to rebel against me because I'm no different than (laughs) anybody else. (laughs) I don't have some magical powers. I just understand adult learning. And that the food is pretty pretty Yeah. So I mean, when it comes down means- to
1: it, we all we, we all get a little stubborn, you know, and our yeah. Oh, yeah, like we all want it to be our idea. Like I was going to empty the dishwasher because I wanted to do it. OK, like yeah. don't tell me to empty the dishwasher. Like
0: <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly,
1: exactly. Yeah. So, um, but
0: yeah, I mean, a I don't good know
1: conversation. You- I love it. I love yeah. deep conversations. I mean, and that's the thing. Like it, it really even though it's it's not just about food. Like it's, yeah, oh, it's so much more to it.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, it is exactly
0: about nourishment because how we eat is really, like I said, kind of at the top of our conversation, how we eat is really how we're relating to ourselves. And a lot of ourselves are holistically restricting ourselves. You were restricting, yeah. identifying your needs mm-hmm. because it was like, that's not safe. I have to tune outwards. Right. And until you, yep. it, it, you figured it out. And that's really what I help my clients figure out is like, what is that? emotional comfort that yes you need because we like needs and safety are non-negotiable. Um and so yeah. you either like we can't tinker, we need each other. We need to feel supported. We can't tinker with that part of evolution. So right. but what we can not tinker with is thinking that we can get that from food, which we can't mm-hmm. that's why we continue to not be satisfied when we're overeating. Yeah. Or, binge yeah, binge or whatever, not at all.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like our relationship with food comes down to the relationship with ourselves and our
0: relationship to ourselves
1: is everything.
0: Yes. Yes. And we've been so to just kind of also piggyback on like, are we like turning to experts too much? I think even people with a lot of good intentions, sometimes we're still like shaming people. Like I've even seen this in the functional medicine space. People really care about health, but then if someone can't keep up with their like, 20 supplements and 50 dietary restrictions. It's like, well, you don't want it enough. It's like, okay, this person has to keep food on the table. They're caregiving their, their parent who's declining. Their child is diagnosed with ADHD. Like maybe so, you need a change formula. You know, I mean, that was yeah. like my, you know, I'm laughing
1: because I don't know if you know this, but yeah, I used to own several integrative functional medicine practices and I used to train Uh, functional medicine doctors. So I'm very familiar with all of that. So it's like, yeah,
0: it's very interesting. Mm But functional medicine is amazing. Right. And I feel like that's the what, but we, but to me, truth with food is the how, how do I actually integrate this into my real life and take it at a slower pace so that I can end up where I need to be, but I can't start there because
1: my life, my hormones,
0: everything is, is in flux. Yep.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's see what it is. So today is December 21st. At least that's when the episode is releasing, right? And you have Yeah. And then you have a workshop or I mean, a salon. You have a salon <laughs> coming out. Um, what is it, what is it called again? I just, yeah, forgot. it's called
0: finding your flow when it's all in flux, which this was, thanks Wendy, you totally teed me up here. Um, and it's for, um, it's, it's to figuring out, uh, it's, it's really helping people apply a lot of what we talked about here today. The yep. first one is about how to set goals for real life, not perfection. And that's on, uh, Wednesday, December 27th, 12 to 12 30 PM. So Eastern standard time. So that week between Christmas and New Year's where you're like, where am I in time and space? Yeah. And <laughs> it's the perfect <laughs> We're gonna time to do
1: it, right? It's the perfect time because it sets you up for the new year. And we all, yes, myself included, we all in it. There are goals for the new year. Yeah, yeah, so It's like a yeah. perfect time, like set the foundation before the new year comes across.
0: It's like, Yeah, boom. yeah. I
1: actually on there, yeah, the throne for the midlife loop, um, And I wrote this down here. Nutrition and stress management need to be at the top of your list for the quality of your life to manage peri slash menopause symptoms. And in order to not miss out, this is the important part of this entire thing I'm saying. And in order to not miss out on the power and beauty of this time, this is like our prime time.
0: Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes. It's like we've acquired so much experience and wisdom and we don't have the estrogen no. to care about anything or anyone. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Do <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so then the January, uh, so every two weeks, there'll be a new work salon. So the January 10th will be, I'm going to present the nervous oh. system framework. So people can ha- start oh. to think about how to cut through the belly fat, busting like all of that stuff to start to figure out what foods work best for them. And so it's like that flexible framework, flexible structure I was talking about. And then in the third one, we'll get into people starting to figure out why they're turning to food for emotional comfort. You, you identified your story, Um, but we'll start to help people in that workshop figure out what's, what's, what's the real risk. What feels hard about what I'm going through isn't about food. And that will be on January 24th, I believe. And how,
1: how do we sign up?
0: Yeah. com backslash flow. Flow.
1: F-L-O-W. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. Sign up for that. And I'll put the link in the show notes too. Um, You've been awesome. You too, Wendy. I just, we really connected
0: and I'm going to come. And now I'm like Portugal. really hungry. <laughs> I ate lunch to All balance my blood sugar before we got on. Oh my God. It's, like, that- di- it's like dinner time. But you 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 in it yeah, Portugal, later. it's
1: it's actually seven o'clock at night here. So I'm like, oh my yeah, god. Yeah, perfect timing. <laughs> uh,
0: so uh, where,
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, where can we find you? Alyshapiro.com,
0: right? Yep, alyshapiro.com is the best place. And um that yeah. workshop um and that workshop or that salon series, uh Find Your Flow when it's all in flux, we'll also be promoting truce with food, which opens in January. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it it starts February 1st, but it's open for registration in January and people can find that at alishapiro.com backslash choose with food group experience. So that's,
1: and then also also you can find her on
0: Instagram too, right? Ali
1: M Shapiro. Yes. I've noticed as I searched for you, there was like a few Ali Shapiro's out there. Yeah, there's a poet. Like, how dare they? (laughs) Who do
0: they think (laughs) they are? (laughs) I know I get like these alerts for this poet. I'm like, Oh my God, I wish I had that skill, but I don't. So yeah, but thank you for having me, Wendy. This was so fun.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Everyone have a beautiful day and make sure you sign up for Allie's class uh, starting December 27th. Have a great day. Did this podcast inspire you, challenge you, trigger you to make a change or spit out your coffee laughing? Good. Then there are three ways you can thank me. Number one, You can leave a written review of this podcast on Apple iTunes. Number two, you can take a screenshot of the episode and share it on the social media and tag me, Wendy Valentine. Number three, share it with another midlifer that needs a makeover. You know who I'm talking about. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Get out there and be bold, be free, be you.